You are listening to the Pencil and Paper Podcast Network. Welcome to the Palace of Mega Pixels. This is Super Mega Brothers Turbo. Welcome to Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo. I'm your host, Stephen White, and with me is, as always, is Todd Stark. Chacha Smith. And John Taylor. Hey, guys. Guys, how are you doing this week? I kind of want to change my name, though. Yeah? I'm good, though. We're not, we're not going to do this Chancho Smith crap you like anymore. You told no. me last time, I wish Chancho would just give me a rest. Yeah, I just, I'm done. That's why I took off last week. You, people, if you didn't realize, we were not on <laughs> last week. I needed a break, because I'm overworked. In case you didn't know... In case you didn't know, uh, if, if you're unfamiliar know. with uh, any of our other things that we do, we're, we're kind of filming a, a sitcom yeah. uh, for YouTube. Is that YouTube. what you would call that? I thought I it was like know, a call it some sort of jackass. You know, jackass. Yeah, you know, because I've heard that uh, description before, half-assed or, or low-budget oh, low jackass. Budget jackass. So you know, exactly and I've, I've watched the trailer idea. numerous times trying to figure out where you get jackass out of that trailer. There was no skateboards. No. No. There was no... Uh, no uh, no tricks, no nope, antics, no, no farting. No, no midgets. In, no midgets. Heath is short, but mm-hmm. goddamn it. Not, not that short. I think mm. I'm the shortest of everybody. Mm-hmm. Are you? I think so. But, like but an inch. No, well, not, not, not John, general. Well, I well not general. I got in there by a couple inches. Time. Yeah. I don't count you as being there. But no, I mean, you know, I've, I've been working on that very hard and... Uh, you know, I've been a little overworked, so I just needed a break to clear yeah, my head. It's good to get a break. Oh, yeah. 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 I think you did definitely. You earned work. it. If anybody earned it, it's you. I appreciate and me. that. I worked. You ain't done shit. The mm. <laughs> only thing you done is clean the house it. for us. Like the opposite side of the hard working. Like I did as much as I could to not do a damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> and so he I succeeded. Right I, I can take a break it. from that. So I cut the grass last night. <laughs> I'm sorry that to anyone who missed us last week because I know there were a few people like, oh, well, I'm sorry, but who, we're here now. Who said that? We're here now. I don't want to name names. I want to hear two names. No, I don't want to. I'm not going to name names. They know who they are. Was there over five? Hey, they. Uh, at least two that I'm aware of. Okay, but but on on that note, we're gonna we're gonna move on. What what have you guys been playing? Moving on. Yeah. Well, you go, John. Oh. Yeah, John. John, hey, what are you been playing? Uh, hey, go ahead and get back into it, John. What, what was what? it? Huh? Horizon <laughs> Zero Dawn. Still playing it. How much have you played, actually? Uh, really, not that much. See, you ain't been even busy. playing this yet. I, I know, bet you are. You ain't playing it. Back. You said I'll get it back by November seventh. It ain't November yet. It's not even October. Okay, cool. <laughs> Todd, what are you playing? I have been playing Seven Days to Die. Okay, how's really? that treating you? I am online, guys. Yeah, we, we've kind noticed. Of online? I'm playing online. Like, you know, people or just by yourself? No, no, no he's, he's playing with people. With you know how You know how John... How? Remember, yeah, personally. You, you remember when we had Friday the 13th yeah. and we were trying to get him to yeah. play and you I'm, know I'm he just said talk. he couldn't? I'm just going to listen to what the hell y'all going to say. And and now all of a sudden he just he has internet mm-hmm. that like works you got and legit he can play. Internet. I got it's legit amazing, right? Like, internet, like well, what it takes to do that. I still have used it. What'd you do? Hmm. Wouldn't you like to know? No, I went. I, I just hooked up to my hotspot. You know, like we did before. No, no, we never did that. Yeah, he did. Right? When? Yeah, yeah. You hooked you, it no, up to yeah, John's for a second, and I measured how much data I used. Not a lot. I thought that I would use all the data that quick. 
apparently HughesNet has, like, whenever they fill the bucket up mm-hmm. of your gigabytes and stuff and your data, there's a hole in the bottom of that bucket. <laughs> and that shit just runs out. <laughs> but I'm online. Playing wow. seven days to die. I, I like the way you send me an invitation. Like, hey, man. Hey, no, 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 no. I'm playing with the person. Like, I'm just in there. But again, he's not playing with us. Yeah. You know, Appreciate like we server. talked about. I'm in a server. A message. But you're not playing with us. Well, I'm going to get a message. Huh? You got a camera on your PlayStation. Yeah. That's all we're saying. Nothing. You know, we, we've been I'll, wanting you to get message, to, to play with us. He could have done I this played in like three years. a long no, time no, ago. I could have. You're but right. It, but it I took, didn't think of it. It took something specific to move him to to think outside the box because he it really really wanted to do this, so he had to think. He didn't want to play with us. No, because all I'm trying to say is I needed to get online. I yeah, he needed to get out. online for a good reason. Wink, wink. I see what the hell you're doing over <laughs> wink, wink. Huh? What's his name? Mm-mm. What's his name? <laughs> his name? I know it's a he. Mm-hmm. I don't He's know. Son of a b. Son of a b. <sighs> yeah. See, yeah. we've been playing, Steven. Uh, I've actually been like playing a lot, to be honest with you, because uh, I finally beat The Witcher! Yay! Finally! Yes, mate. yes, finally. So I finally got wow. that done, and I actually finished it before our last show, because I would have told you that last show if we'd have done it. So, that's oh, been done. You were, oh, we didn't do it. Yeah, that's right. Since, since we didn't do the show last week, but I have been done for at least two weeks. So, it's been there. Uh, but... I've kind of bounced around. Uh, I've started playing GTA Five just because, you know, it was just like, eh, just, I, I want something different. Like, Is that really Steven playing yeah. GTA? Yeah. I mean, it was, I, I, I guess I'm the only reason now. I'm doing it was just to distance myself from something different, and I've just right been there. off and on. I have that right there. Do you? I are do. you going to gonna play with me too? I will play with you. Okay, yeah. cool. I will play with you there and here. Awesome. That's great. In more ways than one. Okay. Uh, another game I've been playing is called Earth Defense Force 4.1. Uh, I got that because uh, a friend of mine was wanting to play online, and uh, he he needed a fourth person, and it was fairly cheap. So I thought, okay, I'll give it a shot. It's a fun little shooter because you shoot you're going around, and there's like a big horde of uh, insects that come around, like ants and spiders and things like that, and then they just it reminds me a lot of Japanese monster movies. Starship Trooper. Star yeah, very much, very no, much so, just like, like that. that. John, don't agree with him. So you get to choose your character, and then you get thrown in this situation. So you're just gunning down all these giant insects. It's it's definitely fun as a group. Like right. if you've got a group to play with, that would be the best way to go. I, at least that's the way I. So felt. it's not like PvP. No. Oh, so it's like co-op mission. Yeah, you okay. you just gang up with a couple of friends and you this. go out there and you just kill giant insects. No, like I said, it was fun for what it was. Um, on top of that, I've been playing a game called Star Story, the Horizon Escape, which we will discuss later. Later, oh, secret topic. And we also secret. have a, a little extra bonus that attaches to that, and this we'll pretty awesome. get into later. Stay tuned. But I will say one other little itty-bitty thing <gasps> that I've been playing, and I only got to play for an hour today, So I played a little Cuphead That's before. Awesome. Is you it know. Good? Do you like it? Do you I, like it? I definitely want a controller, I because I used keyboard, oh. but... Yeah. In that regard, just trying to keep my head straight on what I was doing. You know, I only died once, but it was just trying to familiarize myself with the keypad in enough ways to sit there and say, okay, I got to remember this is shoot, this is jump, this is dash, because again, I need a controller. Controller is what I'm familiar with. Keyboards, not so much, but I did all right. I'm not smart enough to do that. I played 
three or four different levels, I think. And then I, the last one, oh my God. And at the first three, well, let me say this. The first two I played, it took me a minute. You know, again, like I said, I died in the first level. Second one was more of a boss battle. In fact, actually the last three outside of that were nothing but boss battles. What do you, what do you mean? Like, like I went, the, the map plays out like, um, like Super Mario World, you know, where you've got the big map and you just pick a, a spot that you're going to go right. and you go in there. Three of them that I went in there, they were just boss battles. That's it. You didn't go through, a, you know, an entire level or anything like that platforming. It was just a boss battle. So the first one I did, it took me a second to get used to the pattern that was going on. And once I did, it was easy. The second one I did, the pattern, I kept doing stupid things, you know, where you'd hit the wrong button and you'd run right into them. It's like, man, come on. I know I didn't mean to do that. But again, I'm pressing buttons and my head's trying to remember what's what, as opposed to a controller where you've got, you know, a, a diamond and I know right. exactly what I need to push. I just never like playing on a keyboard. No, it's it was difficult. And then the last one, that's where I had to stop because I was like, all right, that was enough. But I got through it. And how I did it, I kept, again, making those same stupid mistakes. But it was like an airplane level. And you're going up and down and shooting. And I thought, well, this will be easy. But I kept making those dumb mistakes where I'd move in close or I'd, I'd forget to hit something. Right. And then... It's like my brain just went on autopilot and said, I got this. And I went through the entire level without getting hit. I don't know how I did it. It's just like it happened. And I was like, good, finally. And when I was done, I was like, I'm, I'm going to shut this off. So would you compare it to Metal, uh, Metal Gear, uh, Mega Man like we talked about earlier? Yes. There, uh, with the exception of that airplane level, a lot of it felt very Mega Man-ish. Especially like the second, the very, yeah, the second boss battle that I did, there was... The, the boss would jump, and I would slide under him, and that's right. a very Mega Man thing to do. So that, is so that Mega was, Man. yeah, very, very Mega Man. But okay. I would like to do a more in-depth review next week for Ooh, Cuphead. Stay tuned. Yeah. Stay tuned. But I did get to play it a teensy little bit. And you hit your thing there. I did. Oh, that thing God. looks like Aunt Jemima's girdle. <laughs> well, since we've got a lot to... To cover this week, I don't want to dilly dally, so we're just going to jump into some no news. Dilly dally, he Todd. Just say that what? I did. Dilly dally, dally. yeah. Dilly dally, we're going to jump into some news, man. Jump. We're you ready for some in. news? I'm ready. All right. Well, first of all, let's talk about. I did have kind of a comprehensive list of G, uh, TGS, G- oh, the Tokyo me. Game Show, but then I and I was just like, I don't really care because there were there really was nothing of note. I mean, they, they showed a lot of games that we've seen and we've talked about, and I was just like, I don't care. I want to bring up stuff that's worth talking about. The only thing that I, I felt were worth mentioning is that Monster Hunter World finally got a, an official release date, right. January 26th, Woo! 2018. Yay. So we know that. Online so I can play it. Plus, there was uh, the announcement of the PS4 Pro Monster Hunter Edition, which Ooh, is a nice, nice that's a, that's, beautiful... That's the first bundle, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I do believe so. Pro. Or, uh, I feel like there might have been another one. No, they haven't had a, They've not like had a PS4 Pro. I thought they was, had one for Destiny. Wasn't it a Glacier White? Was that a PS4 Pro or just no. PS4? No. It might be a Pro. I, I'm not 100% sure on that. the first so. PS4, uh, yeah, PS4 bundle with Destiny. It was white. Glacier White. Now, this one is also Glacier White, but is it the Pro or the... No, mine wasn't. Mine was just normal. Okay, so this this may just be um, for Monster Hunter. This would be the first pro bundle console. But the it looked really cool. It had a, a Rathian or a Rathalos on it design, which is the big dragon. So it uh, looked very cool. 
there were also a few other little extra goodies announced to, to go along with that. Uh, there's a digital deluxe edition, which will feature bonus armor, uh, emotes, emblems, and hairstyles. If you've played Monster Hunter, you know where that kind of comes into play. Especially with, the, I mean, I would say with the hairstyles, it's kind of dumb. Because once you get armor, you're not going to see your face. Yeah. You're not going to see your hair. Uh, you've got your physical collector's edition, which includes a copy of the game, a soundtrack CD, figure art, uh, a figure and an art book. Uh, and those who pre-order the game will get the Origin Series armor set and a wind charm item. Oh, wow. Ooh, yeah. Musical. That's right. Uh, there was also a footage, new a new trailer for uh, Shadow of the Colossus. They actually saw, I think IGN did it, where they were showing like a comparison because it was beat for beat the same trailer that they did for the PS2. And you could see the comparisons. It's pretty amazing. I mean, not that you couldn't tell before, but actually yeah. getting to see it side by side, it was pretty cool. So. I like those side by sides. Yeah. They're oh pretty, yeah. Because pretty awesome. Just just to even see, even if it's minute, it's still cool to see what they've kind of polished yeah. up. But this, you could tell, boy, it was <laughs> there was a huge polish because that's two generations ago. Uh, the next bit of news, and this was pretty big this week, was the uh, trailer for Red Dead Redemption Two. Yeah. Still have not watched that. Oh, you have not watched that, really? I watched the God of War one, but not that. Oh, cool. Well, this, uh, from what we could glean, or at least what I did, that this seems to be a new set of characters. I didn't yeah. see anything. That's how uh, Rockstar rose, though. Mm-hmm. And which is fine. Yeah. I'm actually was, fine with I'm that. I'm glad they did. Because yeah. John Marston's story, he did. yeah, it was done. He's even right. even with his kid, I wouldn't even mind seeing him, maybe, but at nah, the same time, not really. Him. Like, he just wasn't even yeah, interested. That's not how Rockstar yeah. rose. The only way they roll is uh, they'll mention a name, and that's it. That's yeah. all you you yeah. won't see the character, you'll see a name, and that's it. Right. And to me, too, once you actually get to see the trailer, the setting looked different, did it not? Because it didn't... Where where exactly was the first one? It was kind of the Texas, yeah, like Mexico... Texas, like, yeah. Across Mexico. Mexas, Mexico, Texas. Mexas. And, uh, it was Mexas. A little bit higher. Wherever. This this seemed kind of what like it was in a bayou. So I'm, I'm assuming Louisiana in that general cool. direction. Yeah. Because awesome. there was that area where you kind of saw that old southern house, you know, like the yeah. old like farms and house. stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. So... I'm I'm gonna kind of guess Louisiana, Georgia. Did you see the moss hanging out of the trees? No, I didn't. I saw uh, gators. Gators, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and the swamps. Okay. Yeah. So that's cool. Entire south. But again, they didn't specify. South, south. But uh, that's what I'm assuming, yeah, based on what I saw. Uh, but with a new set of characters, I really couldn't say what exactly you're gonna be. Your, your character almost seemed like you're the bad guy. Yeah. But. That's cool. That's, I mean, that's how that's how all the Grand Theft Auto is. Mm-hmm. You are the bad guy, but you're playing in your, I guess, in your eyes as the good guy. Right, but you're a mm-hmm. bad guy. But I'm I'm looking forward to this because I don't I don't really think there's enough Western games no. out there. Which it's a it's a breath of fresh air. Western you know? games that are good. Yeah. So it's it's nice to kind of come al- uh, come along with something different every now and again, and I'm looking forward to that. Uh, the next thing I have is. Uh, Gun Media released a uh, roadmap to Friday the 13th so what? everybody knows exactly what we're going to be getting. And I actually printed this off so you guys can look at it. Oh, that is so oh, nice. Oh my goodness, Jesus. I just dropped it if you heard he that. Tried, hey, look at that. Thanks, buddy. What is that? Okay, now here's here's what we got. <laughs> Wait, I didn't see it. All right. Hand me, do we all have a copy? No, no, no. You don't all have a copy. I'm just going to I'm, I'm gonna point it out. Okay. So with the roadmap, we already have the free clothing pack. Right. We already have the retro Jason. Yeah. The fast-paced maps, the which fast-paced maps, they're smaller, more condensed. So 
there's going to be a lot less hiding spaces. Oh, okay. So Jason so like can kind of get to like, like a section of the map. Right. Uh, All right. That'd be cool. Okay. Now, as of printing this, it says right there, you are here. But in that time frame, we've already had the free emote pack and the Spring Break 1984 collection come out. Okay. Now, the next thing on the list is part for Jason, mm-hmm. which... That, I seen you post something about that. Yeah. Is that, the, is that it? Yeah, that's I it. I thought that was the dude from the Goonies in a mask. <laughs> that's, I've heard that comparison. I can see why, because he's got kind of the crooked ear. Yeah, the and, crooked ear. And I was like, <laughs> dude, that's the dude from the Goonies. Somebody just punched up a mask on it. A, a little bit, because they... With every Jason, if you've ever seen... The designs, they change every single movie. So there's never a consistent look. And I guess that's with any horror character. But Part 4 Jason is going to come out next. And I'm assuming the Jarvis House map will come with that since they are kind of entwined with that. After that, it says New Counselors. Um, I've heard rumors that we're going to be getting characters from the movies, which would be cool. I don't know which ones yet. New Kills, always cool. New Clothing, could do without now at that point, that. at that point, by new clothing, I mean it's Halloween. So that's what the pumpkin means. Mm-hmm. So within this time frame, it's a, this roadmap is essentially telling us that by the end of next month or this month, by the time everyone's listening, this October, we should have all of these things. Okay, now then after Halloween, we have the virtual cabin 2.0, which I'll, I'll bring so it like up. The, whenever it was a. Uh... When they were announcing it, they did the virtual cabin. You could just look around and see what's... Yeah, you can look at all the models. In a couple weeks, they'd open a new room. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Look at all the models, characters, masks, uh, for everything. And now they said that this is going to be free for everybody to look at on every console. So that's that's awesome. Mm Mm-hmm. Then you're going to have offline bots, so you don't have to play online. Oh, that's cool. Uh, SP Challenge Demo, which I'm not really... I'm assuming that's single-player challenges. So you have a demo. New Counselors, Again. again... And then a new map. Now, I'm going to assume this little snowflake means winter. Christmas. No, that's possibly Thanksgiving. You think so? What? Mm-hmm. It's cold Thanksgiving. Well, we'll see. It's somewhere in the cold season of... Well, I mean, that gives them plenty of time, you know, was it Halloween and Christmas. What if that means uh-huh. it's a Christmas that's break? A time. It, could, it, could, it could very well be Christmas. I would have expected, you know, maybe a... a Santa you know, Claus hat? Or a Christmas tree. But yeah, look, there's yeah. Halloween. At least, at least yeah. the pumpkin yeah. kind of identifies hey that's how we december yeah we're gonna i'm gonna assume winter november 21st is winter right or is it december no i think it's uh november still fall it's december i think it's january january Mm -hmm. i could keep going say february finally yeah you could you could june now i got it on first try after our supposed winter is we're gonna say Mm -hmm. we have a new jason speculation which jason are we gonna get because at this point we already have two three four Mm -hmm. six seven eight and New nine com- and five was that what five is the fake Jason? Right. Okay. So that's why they skipped him. What if they come back with that? Well, um, we have another Jason down the line. Yeah. There's so there are at least the two more Jasons they're going to release. So let me yep. get to that. Um, new clothing, new game mode, single player. So I'm going to assume new game mode is single player or something. Yeah. Possibly single players coming, and then we'll have a new map after the new Jason. So my theories are here. The only Jason that they have not got. Or they have not released that people want would be Uber Jason. That's uh, X? Yes. Jason. Yeah. That would be the, I bet that's the last one. Do they have Jason map. Goes to yeah. Hell on there? Yes, they do. Okay. So, with all that said, I don't think anyone wants part five, Jason. That's what I'm saying. I, I'm, like, what if, 
so, if they did something and did a little cool little game mode with it? What I think would really be cool if they would do it this way, and again, it's, it's their game, whatever they want to do. I think it would be cool if they put in the new, new Jason. The one yeah. from the remake. I like that. And because they, Why are they getting ready to reboot it again? Because oh, rights and stuff. There's a whole big just story. Just keep going with I the know. one you just made. Anyway, I would. I think that having the new Jason in there, as much as I don't, I don't dislike it. It's a. It's a Friday the Thirteenth movie. That's what you get. Yeah. So to have him in there, I think it would be a nice mix. Well, I mean, think of this though, because up there it says, "Was that part four, Jason?" Mm-hmm. That one just says "New Jason." It doesn't yeah. say anything. Right. What if that's a Christmas Jason? Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> so, oh, God, but it sorry. would be cool. We're <laughs> gonna have a. He's gonna have a snow. He's, you know. Uh. Uh-uh. uh no? Was he going to have Christmas balls house. hanging off of him? Huh? Kill you with a Christmas tree? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, the Christmas hat with a little ball on it. Yeah, you crazy as hell. Santa Jason. made me say MF. <laughs> that wouldn't be make sense, though, because if that's the snowflake for Christmas, but right after Christmas or right? Christmas Day, you get a new Jason. No. Santa Claus Jason. It's a Good present Lord. for Christmas. He, he could be wearing a Santa Claus mask. Man, if he does that. <laughs> I would buy it. That would be I'd... hilarious, man. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's no weirder than the retro Jason they released. That's true. Have you seen the, the retro, retro Jason? Where he looks like the like NES blueberry. Jason yeah. blue and purple. Purple, right? purple yeah. suit. He looks yeah. like a giant blueberry. Yeah. So. Like Baruch Assault. Anyway, <laughs> but there you have it. I'm, I think we'll get at least, we know we're going to get Jason X. That's going to be a fact. I bet that's the last one. I hope they don't give you that one. What? No, God. Everybody wants that one. that one. Everyone wants it. because you said that. I know, but yeah. you... We're talking about these irate fans out here that are hating on this game as it is. That's what everyone keeps asking hey, for. Look back on the map real quick. Okay. And uh, is there a host migration on there anywhere? <laughs> no, no, there's not. No. no. Is there any going to be playing, guys. <laughs> to kind of segue off of that into a little tidbit that we I just found out about before we started this. Tidbit. Um, is that the game Slayaway Camp that I've told you guys yeah, about before. Uh, there's going to be a... Butcher's Cut coming to PS4 and Xbox One this month in October. So uh, just in time for Halloween, as they like to say. Just so in time. If if you're interested, if you did, still haven't played it, I would recommend it. It's a fun little it. puzzle puzzle game. It's cool mm-hmm. with a lot of slashery things, and I thought that it's was like a good one. Minecraft people killing each other. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is, box but in a, a very comical way. Yeah, you know. yeah. it's not It'd be a lot cooler for real guys. people cutting no, each other. It, it looks gory, but it's really not. It's it's oh, it, my, there's blood gushing, but again, it's <laughs> Minecraft characters. Yeah. All right, moving on. Uh, Gravity Rush Two, uh, Sony Interactive Entertainment in Japan and Asia has announced, or Japan Asia as they call it, not J- and Japan Japan Asia Japan Asia uh, has announced that the game's Japan online Asia. online services will be shutting down effective January nineteenth oh, at that midnight. Was not long at all. No. The following features will no longer be accessible once the online service is terminated. It will be sending and receiving challenges, viewing the rankings, sending and receiving treasure hunts, sending, receiving, and reviewing ghost photos, and obtaining dusty tokens, as well as its rewards. Now, Sony has implemented a new dusty token acquisition increase event, which will increase the amount of dusty tokens you will receive while playing online, allowing players to obtain the various online rewards and hopefully get them before the service is terminated. For uh, myself and a lot of other people, this seems like to be the final nail in the coffin for Gravity Rush. Yeah. Because (laughs) no one is really paying it any attention. The the, the service is not there, and it's a damn shame because I I, I love the first one. I, 
I'm going to say that I'm even guilty right now. I've not played the second one. I've not bought it. I should they have. They didn't even like promote it. No, they really they didn't. They really kill me when they have these good games and they don't promote them. They said, I mean, with the first game, uh, they attribute the lack of sales with that being a, P- a Vita exclusive mm-hmm. was that there were no sales of the Vita. Right. But I feel like if they would have pushed that game, you would have gotten plenty of sales because yeah. it was such a good game. Now, I did buy the HD remake on PS4. It's not the same. It, it did play a lot better, I will say that. And I hate... I, whether it be Vita or, or PS4, I don't care. The game series itself is great. And I, I was always looking forward to playing Part 2. Still do. Uh, I didn't really care online or not, but I don't want this to be the final Gravity Rush game that ever comes out because it's a great series. Go out there and buy this damn game, people. It's a great series. Keep it alive. Moving on. Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. Sales report surfaced stating that the game has bombed in the UK, debuting at number 12 behind Pokémon Tournament for the Nintendo Switch. Oh, that's, Is that a Pokemon that's bad. Game? The game series' fourth entry was launched into decent reviews but uh, many have complained that there's a lack of content mm-hmm. which is a criticism that has echoed one similar to street fighter 5 well a publisher from game industry dot biz noted how ultra street fighter 2 the final challengers for the nintendo switch had actually sold better in its first week in the uk further hammering home just how poorly marvel vs. capcom infinite has performed in this region now while the game has charted number 12 in the platform sales and all platform sales the individual sales uh, chart, it fared even worse with the PS4 version debuting at number 16 and the Xbox One version of the game not even making the top 40. Boom. Uh, with uh, Street Fighter V having been roundly criticized for launching with minimal content, it could be that the similar complaints leveled at Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite have dissuaded many fans from picking up the game. Do you, Do you think tell that's... You why? That's no that's what I was going to ask if you'd let me continue. Oh, go ahead. Okay. No, we'll go ahead. Continue. No, no. No, go ahead. no, no. It's too, it's too late. You go yeah, ahead. Right. I was going thoughts. What are your let thoughts? Me talk. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's by design. I really do. Do you Is think that, do you think they're trying to push for more microtransactions? Yes. And then those games are perfect to do it with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Buy a character, buy a shirt, buy some shoes, buy a costume. We saw what Nintendo so did with uh, Super Smash Super Brothers uh, Wii and 3DS, boy. They they got they you could have bought those games and then all those games or the the DLC that they put on with that and bought that game two times over I with bet. the amount of money you spent just buying characters. I bet, and that's what I they're doing it. because they know there's a certain amount of people that are going to play that game. Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's be honest; it debuted at number twelve. That's still you're talking over a hundred thousand sales. Probably, well, how many does it say? How many sales? Uh, I didn't get a final number. No, I bet I bet it almost sold a million. Okay, mm-hmm. so there's a million people spending 99 cents. You know, there's a million more dollars. You know, yeah. those that's what they're doing, I think. They're going to that whole cell phone model, and I can't stand that. Mm-hmm. That's not, I don't want that. No, I, I, I'm not a fan of microtransactions mm-hmm. unless it's... Depends on what it is. If it's something that I can be put into a position to where it's whether or not I want it, as opposed to a really good character that you're just like, why is this not in the game? You know, why couldn't you just put this in the game? Right. Because with Mortal Kombat, they did the two, what was it, two combat packs? Yeah, no, that's and, different. But if you bought the season pass, you didn't have to buy that. Right. Well, to me, to that buy, was you fair. Had to buy it each, you had to buy a season pass yeah. for each season. Right. <laughs> yeah, but 
how many seasons have they done since then? Two. They've only done two that I know of. Yeah. Well, or you could buy Model Combat with an XL. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get the year and get all of them. Yeah. That's that's what you do. If you can't, you just wait. Yeah, guys, wait. just wait. Wait a year. Just wait. Mm-hmm. I mean, but if the sales aren't there, then they don't do that. Yeah, I'm gonna get Dead Rising Four Game of the Year. Oh no, they're gonna put a Game of the Year edition out. <laughs> I promise yeah. you. No, I just mean that the sales are gonna plummet, and they're gonna be like, "Well, no one's playing this, so we're not gonna put this content out." So, I know some games, but uh, you know, bomb, and you know they gotta have that money. But Capcom is Capcom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. They're okay Which, with the game bomb as long as people are buying that downloadable content. And mm-hmm. you know that's what worries me about Monster Hunter World. Because yeah. they could easily turn that into a microtransaction nightmare just for all the armor. You could right. be like, hey, you slip a, you know, slip us about two or three dollars and we'll get this sweet yeah. armor. Or hey, how about uh five bucks and you can get this whole set with yeah, swords and everything else? That's where they really get you when they go, it's not the game. You go, mm-hmm. What the freak? Mm-hmm. I gotta have it now. Five dollars here. Take them. Yeah. Okay. The, and they'll sell it to you in some way to make you think you really, really need it. Right. That's stupid. Stupid. John, did you have something? Yes, I did. Did you see the Infinity Stone package that they offered for that game? I did not. They advertised it looked like diamonds to all the Infinity Stones. Mm-hmm. But what you got was legit plastic Easter eggs that light up <laughs> in a box. You can't. I, I swear. If you don't blame me, look it up. I have not seen There was a couple this. people that, you know, YouTubers that got the Infinity Stones. I don't even know the name, what it was called. But anyways, they posted pictures like, are you kidding me? And they legit look like little Easter eggs that you get at Easter. The little plastic ones that open. That's exactly what they look like <laughs> in a box. They said you can't even take them out. They just light up. And wow. that's, that's all they do. They don't even look like diamonds or any type Give of stone. Give me ten of them right now. I, I, there's no telling how much it costs to get those. That is insane. If there's a Reddit page or thread about these Infinity Stones for that game, it's hilarious. <laughs> Just look it up. Look it up if you don't believe me. Just look All it right. up. I, I definitely will. I'm, I'm it curious. Up. It's hilarious. I'm curious if John's lying. Well, then look it up. Damn it. All right, I'm gonna move on since he's gonna get irate here. Um, earlier this month, or I guess it would have been in September, since we're in October now. By you know, every time people listen to this, we're an Oktoberfest. Oktoberfest. Warner Brothers Interactive announced a release of a special Uruk for uh, Middle Earth Shadow of War. Uruk. Uruk. That's what my car does when it hits the brakes. The release of a special Uruk, as I'm going to call it, Fourth Hog Orc Slayer. This is in honor of the late executive producer Michael Forgey. Originally, it was available as a DLC for about four ninety nine, and $3.50 of that was to be donated to his family. Right. That's cool. Now, while some saw this as a kind gesture, both to him and his family, others saw it as kind of a uh, dick move from a Warner Brothers. Graph. Because they kind of saw them making profit out of this regardless. So, to assuage any fears, Warner Brothers released a statement... Uh, saying that they will refund all purchases for Forgoth Orc Slayer and will directly donate money to the Forgy family. Now, this raised even further controversy because now people are questioning how much exactly are they going to donate? Because if you start doing the yeah. breakdown of that... I not said anything. Like, I know. Donate money uh, anyway, furthermore, the, the statement tries to clarify 
some information regarding the original donation controversy, but contradicts the original announcement by stating that they always intended to sell the DLC worldwide and donate all profits to the family. Right. So, so again, all words, this got all it, all it did was start getting people questioning because here's the breakdown. Think about it like this: the DLC would cost four ninety nine, right. and you subtract about five percent of the cut for platforms such as Steam or PS4 or whatever. Right. And you take the sales from that and the donation at about $3.50, a $1.24 would have only gone to Warner Brothers and Monolith. Right. So, despite that, they're going to be making bank regardless. Maybe, so you but they got to keep the doors open. Yeah, you sell about a million copies of that a dollar a piece, you've already made a million dollars on DLC alone. It's just awesome, honestly, that they even thought of the family yeah. like that. Yeah, but... I'm trying to see it from both. I'm trying to see it from both because I understand that they need to make a profit, but they're going to be making profit. Well, they're not from making the, a profit, but they they should have. I mean, they're going to be making profit regardless. So why Maybe. couldn't why couldn't they have just released the DLC or said all proceeds were going to go to that? Because once they said only a fraction of, I think that's where a lot of people got a little discouraged. Because but if you think about anything, any donation you make, it's just a fraction here, a fraction there, and nobody says anything. And that's it's what discourages people. If they just said all proceeds go to his family, I guarantee you people would have just dropped their money and said, here, yeah, ball right, me. Whatever. Because that's $5 you know, a piece for every piece of DLC. Right. You sell 10 million copies of this game, and every one of those goes with that DLC. You do the math, and they've made a, a bank but right now with warner brothers pulling back on that how much are they really going to donate because they could have easily made more money in the long run with the dlc right so i can understand where the controversy is coming from because they warner brothers should sit there and say we're going to give them five million and that's fine and yet they sell 10 times more in dlc and downloads yeah well if you they you got to figure though they're making their money back from the five million dollars so you got to count that first so mm -hmm. they're not i don't know man like it's it's a slippery slope i think i think the, they really should have thought this through shut up they yeah. the family would have made a ton more money i, I know i think they should have thought, thought this through a little bit more i think it would have been smarter especially if you're going to give it free now you should have left it as we're going to donate everything to the family that way that's a player's decision to make that donation yeah. you know so I think that's what what dissuaded a lot of people from doing that. My my opinion, anyway. I think if you really wanted it, you're going to get it either way. Oh yeah, but I think that that little thing kind of adds to it. I think. Yeah. To where you're just like. Was it like a character model? Yeah, something oh, okay. like that. I'm sure that there's a little bit more to it than that. Um, but uh, again, we'll have to wait and see when the game comes out. But I'm sure there's a little bit more to it. I don't know if you guys heard about this, but the studio behind Agents of Mayhem, Volition has laid off over 30 people this week, including their general manager. Uh, these layoffs come one month after the release of Agents of Mayhem, and sources are saying that Deep Silver, the publisher and parent company of Volition, are unhappy with Agents of Mayhem's sales. And, uh, you know, I don't want to see this game series go down the tubes, but I think what, sway, I guess, maybe scared a lot of people off is that we're doing something different. Yeah. Because it's not Saints Row. It's Agents of Mayhem, which is not Saints Row. Because to me, again, this is a game I want to play. But what is but the universe? It, it's in the it's a alternate timeline universe. But for me, I guess speaking as a fan, I wasn't sure it was Saints Row, and I think that's probably what hurt a lot of sales is because no one was a hundred percent sure. Because the first time I saw a trailer, I was like, "Is this Saints Row?" That's what I mm -hmm. thought. 
But I wasn't sure. Exactly like everything Saints Row would do. Right. But you were, but it was called Agents of Mayhem, so you're sitting there going, okay, I'm not 100% name. sure what this is. I don't even think it's the same. Is it the same company? Is it yeah, the same it, everything's the same. Okay. Yeah, it's it's a, Saint, it's a Saints Row game, but like what I said, they hit the reset button on their world, so it's an alternate reality. Yeah. It's a, to me, it's a little more cartoony. Yeah, I've heard. Yeah. It, I mean, that's just the way it looks. It's mm. not as, I mean, not Saints Row wasn't like, supposed to be a perfect universe and no. everything like didn't look great but that's what i always liked about those that they were some outlandish gta i mean they yeah. went yeah. way the hell out like, there every game they got I, honest, I never even there. thought about it either but after replaying gta 5 i really feel like they were trying to emulate that in some way without yeah. going outrageous oh they you can't they were really yeah. trying to tap into those little things you know, trying oh, yeah, to be trying outrageous to be too, but and, still be yeah. realistic. What were Trevor? Trevor? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everything about it. it there were just little <laughs> yeah. things, you know. Yeah. But yeah, I always loved Saints Row. I mean, it was yeah. a, it was a fun game, yeah. and I, I would relate to see this series come to an end. But I can't help sales, man. No, that's <laughs> no, out of heart. I don't think they should give up on it either. You know? No. They no. need to go back to the well and bring back what made it work. Yeah, I heard this is a really repetitive. Well, I haven't seen anything about, about it advertisement was except for when it was first coming. Like, yeah, when it, it first came out. came out, it was just like all over the place. Yeah. And then after I it came out, anything since then, it was I gone. Forgot about yep. it until you said something. Uh, last bit of news I got, which uh, I don't know if you guys have ever played it before, but I uh, I saw it was released or a an announcement for it was being released. <laughs> uh, the Jackbox Party Four Pack. Have y'all ever played that? I have. Uh-uh. Is it good? What is it? I, I actually enjoy them. They they are definitely fun with a group. Right. That's if you about. can get, like if we all got ourselves together and our wives and whomever and just sat down and played it, it would be 10 times more fun with a, the largest group imaginable. I think it's up to at least eight players you can yeah, get for right. most games. It's so much fun. We've I've done it at home with maybe about three people and it's okay. Depending on the game you're playing. At three, it's okay. The more people you can get, the better it will be. Mm-hmm. The whole experience will be much more fun. Yeah. But anyway, uh, they announced the Party Pack 4, which I probably mispronounced the more I'm thinking about it. Party it's the beer. I think I said Party 4 Pack. Party 4, but that's like at KFC. But there's more than four games. There's okay. 12 games. Uh, they, they released a, a list of the games, and you said you, you guys have never played I've them. I've never huh? played it. I've always okay. wanted to. So I'm, I kind of wrote down what the games are. And I'm going to try to remember if it's a sequel. For example, uh, the first game is Fibbage 3. This okay. is the third version of the outrageous bluffing game that boasts new, totally weird questions. And it's up to two to eight players. Essentially what you do is somebody lies about something and you have to guess who's lying mm-hmm. right. about it. <laughs> we had the board game of that. And I know that sounds very simple, but... No, it's, it's, yeah. it's fun. Because some people can be... You, that's the way you uh, trick your wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very <laughs> good. The end of, like, that's how you've been learning, huh? You're a good liar. Like, what have you been doing and I don't know about? Uh, the next one is a, it's a, a variation of Fibbage called Enough About You. It's a new game mode where players can guess weird facts about each other. And it's up to three to eight players. And that's kind of how that hidden link... Uh, hidden uh, Not hidden agenda. That one that mm-hmm. Matt, that's on the play link now. That's you? Or that this is you or that's that you, you whatever it's called mm. it's kind of like that okay you guess what the other person would so be. they could be ripping them off no it's more it's different like it works good but at the same time it works better with a lot more people gotcha. i think that's what i need to see it as more people uh, the next game is called survive the internet 
Uh, it says, twist your friends' online comments in comical ways in this web-based frame game. Three to eight players. Now, if you ever play some of these games, you can really go way, way out there. They actually have filters on there if you don't want people to be, you know, vulgar. But sometimes <laughs> it's fun to go a little weird. And then sometimes you can find somebody who just repeats the same joke over and is like, I know it's you. Stop. Yeah, you because you, you can't PSD. keep up with, you know, be clever and come up with something new. Uh, the next one is called Monster Seeking Monster. It's a spooky datathon where you message and date fellow monsters with special powers. Mm-hmm. Three to seven players. There was a game, I think, in the last one mm-hmm. that was a, um, I think it was like a haunted house survival game, which I thought was, it was probably the best game they had on there, where you had to, uh, you and your group were part of this haunted house, and if you got a question wrong, you died. So, it was essentially survive by answering the questions correctly. And if whoever was left standing at the end had to try and survive uh, a gauntlet at the end, but the two ghosts could screw you over and still win the game. Pesky ghost. So it was it was a very fun game. I liked it. I can't remember the name of it offhand, but I'm wondering if that's kind of in that same vein. Uh, the next game is called Bracketeering. It says play smart bets on stupid arguments in this deranged debate match. Wow, that's Damn. that's politics now. Wow. Yeah, wow. that's uh, you know, I hate your Donald friends Trump. real quick. You, you get play to play this game. Donald Trump. <laughs> now this is this one actually uh, has uh, three to sixteen players. So oh, wow. all the people that Donald get Trump everybody you don't yeah. like. Get <laughs> the guy from Hardee's. Um, he can play. Uh, the last game they have listed is uh, Civic Doodle. Mm, uh-huh. nice. uh, it says improve the town's murals and one up your friends in this irreverent art game. Oh, I get it. Yeah. It's up to three to eight <laughs> players. And sometimes when you had, I think there was another one where you could design t-shirts, but it was, again, based on the information they give you. You Again, you use your phones with these games, which I think that's what makes it oh, so accessible. Yeah, because oh, cool. you okay. just you link everybody into a room and you play together on your cell phone. So everybody's got a cell phone. That's what makes so these games the, so easy yeah. to connect with. You go through the PS4, though, right? You yeah you start or it up Xbox on there, but it'll give you a room code, uh-huh. and then you pull the uh, the web page up on your phone, and then just enter the room code, and then you play right there from your phone. So and it's, I it's think very cool. PlayLink is different from that, where I think it's just an app, and everything runs through that app. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think, I think there's an actual app for every different game. Oh yeah, I think. I don't know. But we'll I have see. the first three of these. I'll probably get this one maybe at some point. Mm-hmm. It's they're fun. I mean, I got the others on on sale, and the reason I got them is because you know kids were wanting to play games, and I was yeah. like, all right, I'll get them. So it's yeah. fun. It's so, good. Well, it's good you fun. You don't know Jack though. Like, um, that's like a question game. Yeah, it's a trivia game. It's okay. it's it's a fun little game. I think I have played. You don't own Jack. I've played that. I think I played it on PC a long yeah. time ago. It's a fun game. Yeah, I liked it. I I really didn't know Jack. <laughs> I was pretty dumb. Like, I've seen him before. Guess what time it is now? What time? What time? It's time for weird news. Anyway, the first little uh, bit of weird news I've got is uh, a commission in the EU have uh, released a report on the effects of piracy on the video game market, and they actually said that. It's good. Piracy man. benefits yeah. publishers. Okay. According to, to the report, piracy increases video game sales by 24%. 
This effect of illegal downloads and streams on the sales of games may be explained by the industry by being successful in converting illegal users into paying users. The report states, quote, for games, the estimated effect of illegal online transactions on sales is positive, implying that the illegal consumption leads to increased legal consumption. This positive effect of illegal downloads and streams on the sales of games may be explained by the industry being successful in converting illegal users to paying users. Tactics used by the industry include, for example, offering gameplay with extra bonuses and or extra levels if consumers pay. Mm -hmm. Now, we mentioned a few weeks ago that there was um, publishers using, uh, was it uh, Denuvo? Yeah. Which is the... Uh, Anti-piracy yeah. software. Mm, yeah. But we also saw that a lot of players or PC users, they don't like that. And right. they will boycott the game because they did that with Sonic Mania. Because they don't want to... They assume that it doesn't... Or it causes problems with their games. It, I don't know. It does. And I don't know. I think I've never City seen Skylines it. ran through that. I mm -hmm. think it just it caused a lot of problems. So, right. in, I mean, in regard to that, you know, if you've got gamers out there who are discouraged by this because they, they assume that this anti-piracy software, or maybe it does, screws with their game. If people would stop breaking the law, then they wouldn't have to go. do this. Here you ever you played go. a pirate game? I have not. But let me ask you this. Have you? Uh, probably. I don't know. I don't think I have. No, I've never had. If you, if I've, you have, I've, you don't know. I mean, what I'm thinking is, if it really benefits them, then stop trying to stop it. <laughs> but uh, this is a, this is a, an independent study, so I really. Don't, but still, regardless, if it's Look, boosting I would sales, be the same way at first, you know what I mean. Like yeah. if I was making something, I would try my best to keep people from making the same thing I'm making, right? But if it study shows that it helps, mm -hmm. then you know it does. You know it does. Come on. Now, the, to to an extent, let's look at the music market for a moment. Mm -hmm. They have probably seen a lot of independent artists go out there, and they they've seen their music spike or sales in content spike because people are sharing their music, especially if they they're not out there right. a lot, and that helps boost who they are because no one's heard of them. I would say even Ghost has kind of benefited from that because I didn't know who they were until my friend said, "Hey, check this band out." I would have never given them a thought in the world. And now look how popular they are. That's how I heard them. You know, that's what it takes sometimes. But I'm not I'm not condoning it so no. the audience understands that. I'm just saying, I guess I can see where that could work I, I, on all fronts, whether it be video games, movies, whatever. But at the same time, stealing is stealing. Uh -huh. you're, you're still taking away yeah. from someone's profit. Well, so uh, it's a very, it's a very, it's very thin line. It's a very slippery, slippery slope. slope. Anyway... Uh, another piece of weird news is during TGS, Sega announced a collaboration between its mascot Sonic oh my God. and Hooters, and the we, restaurant. I, no, Hooters? dude, I seen yes. that. What, what? what the hell? Details on this collaboration are unknown outside of its ability to possibly promote the upcoming Sonic Forces game beginning in October or now. Well, sex sales, and you know. I said also it's uh, <laughs> unknown how exactly this time will work. Within the restaurants, because it might just be in the game, they're just kind of what they used to do where they, they'd put a, a logo in the background. Yeah, like, oh, level. yeah, Hooters. Cool, that's cool. The Hooters level. So will the restaurants, will they be cosplaying as Sonic characters or something? And no, will no. that actually be a like a Japanese-only thing, or will it actually happen up, here? 
like they make Sonic really sexy, like I'm gonna go to Hooters. Well, I don't think they're gonna use Sonic. I mean, there are some female saying, characters. Hooters are always good. I understand. I understand. And I've never been. Hooters are good too. <laughs> I've never been. I've you have never been never to Hooters. Been? I have walked into a Hooters, but never ate there. And what, what? did you do? Piss well, it was a, it was an odd <laughs> job that I was doing at the time, and I won't oh, get into yeah, it right it's, now. It's an odd job that you walked out. You I'm sorry. Anything? Huh? What food? What's the way? No. Th- again, that was a hard, that was a different time in my life I'm not going to get into right now. We were young. Like, I'd have walked in that so much and knocked the candy dispenser over with my, you know. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> different time in my life. I'll get into it later. Uh, but no, again, there's no great details right now, or at least as I wrote this. I don't know what exactly this entails. I would I would hope that this was something that happened in the U.S. because I, again I would love to see cosplay at Hooters <laughs> just just out of curiosity. Well, I mean, what are you going to do? I don't know. Yeah, so little foxes with two tails. Yeah. So you've got you know tails cosplay and that's one. That's cool. It's weird. Uh, what's the what's the boss on there? Oh, Doctor Eggman. Yeah, 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 some chick with a big mustache and a fat ass. Dances him. Yeah, dressing him. Not dancing. Ain't dancing. So yeah, it would be it would be hilarious, but we'll we'll see how that plays out. Yeah. Anyway, oh, yeah. next okay, next cool. little bit of weird right. news. Weird news. Uh, did you know that there was a Kickstarter campaign that started this past week for a board game of Resident Evil Two? What? Tell me more. They funded their entire campaign within an hour. I'm not even joking. That's why they make those shitty games. <laughs> So, the initial goal for this game was $200,639. First off, before you get started, how do you board game Resident Evil? It's well, I'm going to try explaining game. it okay. the way they did. Pay attention, guys, because okay. I want to try. Yeah. As of writing this, as I wrote it down, because I went and looked, <laughs> as I wrote this, it has already reached over $560,000. Good God. So, they have doubled more than doubled almost tripled what they needed so while the campaign does have stretch goals most of them have already been met because they've already made so much money uh some of these stretch goals include four extra zombie figures uh, a flamethrower card a zombie dog figure and a couple of other things here's an overview of the game huh just a black heart yes yeah what can i finish can i finish i'm just saying that that could be one of the things yes Oh, my God. All right, an overview of the game. Uh, Resident Evil 2, the board game, is a cooperative survival horror game for one to four players set in the... How do you play a board game with one person? <laughs> this is one game? How are you going to... You just interrupted your damn self. I know. I just I just he thought about that. Read, it just hit me. Like, how do you play a board game with one person? What furthermore was like, you got on to me. This isn't ago. solitaire. I'm reading here. I read what I said. Yeah, I know, but the I was thinking the next piece they could put in, to and then you just like right. start reading again. You're like, how the hell do you play with one person? I know. I interrupted myself. It works better that way. <laughs> if you'd have done it, I would have allowed it because I'm as confused as you I'm, are. I'm allow it, but okay, no, but fine. One I'm going to continue. One to four players set in the Resident <laughs> Evil universe. <laughs> This is not solitaire. Damn, you get all oh, the turns. Is a car game? You like you solitaire? You get all the turns, like, Okay. I'm roll the dice. Roll players, the dice again. Okay. players choose from a number of familiar characters before venturing into the zombie-infested streets of and buildings of Raccoon City in a desperate fight to escape the nightmare. Designed specifically for the Resident Evil universe from the ground up, this game brings the thrills and the dangers... Damn, I'm scared right now. ...of the setting to a tabletop. 
a tabletop near you. <laughs> World-class miniatures and innovative new mechanics help deliver an experience that captures the essence of the much-loved original video game while offering new twists and turns. I really don't know how you play it. They didn't explain that at all. No, I don't want it. So, But they met their goal. But they met their goal. So oh, people did. are wanting to play this somehow. Yeah, and maybe, maybe, it's, maybe it's like D&D or something like that. You can't know. play D&D by yourself. No, you exactly. <laughs> Again, I, I think I'm more stuck on that. So if they just said two to four or even two to six, it would make more sense. But there's a board game that now exists. It's one player. <laughs> For one I'm gonna person. Buy that. What are you doing tonight? I'm playing Resident Evil. Oh, you got that Resident Evil 7? No, I'm playing the board game. Yeah. What? Have fun. Oh, can I play? No, I'm playing by myself. I'll just, I'll just play by myself, dude. Okay, well, that was the end of our weird news. Now we're going to move on to release dates. Ooh, release dates. Now, since we missed release dates, because we were off, uh, I figured that I would kind of bring some of those up. I, just I just in case, no. you know, someone missed no. them and they wanted to know what they may have missed. Now, I will, I will say this. Before we even get into the actual release dates, I made a list. Because every week where we go over this, how many times have we mentioned how many Switch games there aren't? There's a lot. There's a lot. Because we normally say how many we've, we see PC games, yeah. PS4 games, whatever, but there are maybe one Switch game that comes yeah. out and we're just like, oh, look at Nintendo. They don't know anything. Yeah. So there was an article that I found that listed all the Switch games that are coming out this week. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm going to list them. Is it like the Wii? They're just like little You get a beer? You, you're going to need a beer for this long list. This uh, well, it's, it's not that list. If you'll just let me talk. You know, oh, shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> it'll 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 come pretty fast. Uh, it's your problem, right? Anyway, <laughs> uh, Switch games coming out this week. You've got Earth Atlantis, <laughs> Golf Story, uh, the Arcade Archives of Mario Brothers, One Piece Unlimited World Red Deluxe Edition, Picross X, Tower of Babel, Sparkle Two, Demo. Conga Master Party, Pan Kapoo, Inverse Deluxe, Butcher, Brave Dungeon, plus Dark Witch Story, Combat, that's what it says, Binaries, Astro Bears Party, and finally Physical Contact, Picture Place. Now, all these games are for <laughs> all these games are for the Nintendo Switch that are coming I love out. The names of them, but something tells me these are all digital. They're not physical copy games. They're those no digital doubt. download. Because Sparkle Two isn't that a mobile game? I don't know. No, I think it was on. Uh, I that feel like, a like game? that's a Mar- I, I feel like that's a Facebook game. Honestly, <laughs> but it, it would work on the Switches. Yeah, but it's a Switch. But it has a touch screen, right? Yeah, it does. But I'm just okay. I'm pointing out. These are not. These are Wii, like those. Wii's. Yeah, those these are those little garbage games, games they just kind of put in. <laughs> they just but put hey, sequels to them. <laughs> but hey, if you have a Switch, there are games out there. Yeah, games today. coming, guys. You Hopefully can get a game just yet. Yeah, and you know that's the one thing about the PS4 <clears> and I, you know the Xbox One. I don't know for sure. I'm pretty sure it does always have games, but you know you hear it don't have the big AAA games. But there's always something to play. Yeah. And there's never been, like, until now, anything to play on the Switch. Well, there's plenty to play on the Switch now, by God. You're good until Mario Odyssey. Well, now we're going to get into the real games. Real games. (laughs) Yeah. Now, um, again, we missed uh, a few days. Did you not hear that? So, 
These are real games. These are real games. Panda poo. On uh, September 26th, (laughs) if you missed it, which was last week or the week before. That was a long time ago. No, it was last week. September 26th? That's what I'm saying. That was two days ago, three days ago. Not when they listened to this, damn it. Oh, I didn't hear that okay. part. I'm so sorry. So last week, if you're listening now, if you were listening now, last week, uh, the games that came out, just in case you missed it, <clears throat> was Batman The Enemy Within Episode 2, The Pact, which was the Telltale Batman game. Wait, that's the old, that's the first game, right? Or is no, this, this is Season 2. Oh, no shit. Yeah, it's I already came out. Is the first one good? Did y'all like it? I haven't, I haven't I bought it yet. I loved the first game. Yeah, yeah. it was solid. Yeah. Uh, Telltale's Batman... Came out on the 26th uh, for PS4, Xbox One, PC, and iOS, and Android. Mm. Uh, my cell phone. Blue oh. Reflection for PS4 and PC. Does anyone know what that is? Nope. Say it again. Blue, Blue Reflection. reflection. Doesn't ring a bill. I don't know. I'm going to assume it's an indie game. Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to have to look that up. I think I it's going to be like a reflection game, but it's blue. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> the first one was called Pink Reflection. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to struggle with this one. I'm going to try it. I want to hear it. Uh, Danganropa? No, no. Danganropa. Danganropa. All right, cool. Uh, V3, Killing Harmony for PS4 and Vita. Fallout 4, Game of the Year Edition, PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Halo Wars 2, Awakening the Nightmare for Xbox One and PC. Mm -hmm. Hob for PS4 and PC. I actually uh, saw a review of that today. It looks like it'd be pretty fun. Raid World War 2 for PC. Ruiner for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. That was another game I've looked up. Um, Ruiner? Ruiner. It's from, uh, I think the publisher was Devolver Digital, the ones oh, behind the yeah. Hotline Miami. It looks pretty fun. I think the, the reviews on it, from what I've seen, have been pretty solid. I'm hoping to be playing it pretty soon. Hope. Fingers crossed. Hoping. Hoping. So, But we'll see. I'm not going to I'm not gonna hold my breath, or otherwise I'll die. Uh, Senran Kagura. Oh, shit. Here we go. No, words are hard. Senran Kagura. Peach. Beach. You nailed it. Yeah. Senran Kagura. Peach Beach Blash. Peach Beach. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Wow. Hold on. I'm. This is a tongue twist. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. He's a big boy. He's going to do it. He's going to do it. Peach Beach Splash. Bam. I nailed it. Got it. Because I couldn't I couldn't get the last word. It was a tongue twister. Scandly clad women in that game. PS4. That's what it came out. Yeah. Is it? All right. Oh, yeah. Now, today, as we're writing, as we're recording this, but all of you who are listening, this is Friday uh, when these came out. Cuphead for Xbox One and PC, which I played. Uh, FIFA 18 for PS4, Xbox One, PC, Switch, Xbox 360, and PS3. Why are they still supporting these old systems? See, I wish they would get rid of that on the PS Plus. I don't understand that. Move it to VR or give us an extra PS4 game. Yeah. Uh, Gundam Versus for PS4. Gundam. Gundam. Total War, Warhammer 2 for PC. And Outcast Second Contact for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Now, Second Contact would be like a downloadable content pack for that. I believe so, right? Yeah. Uh, oh, you on, forgot a game. I did? Yeah. No, no, I haven't. I read all those. One. Star no. Fox 2. What is it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. He's, he's, he's absolutely right. The... SNES Mini Classic came out today, and Star Fox 2 oh, was no. on that. Oh, I Shine. got that. He did. Day. He got me. Mm, you've got I will say this. No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put out he a is. disclaimer for all of all of our listeners real He's quick. He's got his booty oh, yeah. No, no, no. Just, just to kind of clarify. I have actually I looked on two different sites today right. for release dates to make uh, damn S- sure. SNES? No, no, no. For for games in general, oh. just to make damn sure that I've got a comprehensive list of all games that are being released, and I got two different sets. 
Mm-hmm. So I apologize if I miss a game. I am really trying to find a very good comprehensive list of all games so everybody knows what's coming out. There's no but list. There are. They must not be because no. it's it's like certain sites have a majority that they want to stick to and then they just leave everything else out. I've noticed yeah. that. I've found so, PS4 and Xbox One, but damn, like, why do you want to cross-reference? You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm, I'm doing my best to try and look at various sites to make absolutely sure I have a very solid list for our listeners so they know exactly what's coming out and I'm not missing anything. It's not easy. I really wish I had an easier way to do this, but I'm only one man. I can only do so much. He's just one man, guys. He's just one man. Now, on October 1st, which was yesterday for all of our listeners... Crumple finally comes out. Crumple. If you have not heard of this game, go back and listen to our show. Like a few weeks ago where we were talking to the actual developer creator of this game. And go right now, find his game, and pay one singular dollar. One dollar, guys. One singular dollar. You can get this on PC. Go to Humble. Go to Game Jolt. Uh, I think it's coming to Amazon Fire. Okay, good. That's what Mm -hmm. I was going to say. I thought he said that. One dollar, people. Come on. Yeah, I got that. I got yeah. that. I got. I got a dollar. Five dollars for this man. He I, talked so passionate about that. He game, did. Dude. That is a, that is an indie developer that I'm I'm so excited. Uh, you know those those are the type of indie developers I want to talk to. October third, which will be tomorrow for our listeners, uh, Battle Chasers Night War for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Mm-hmm. Dragon's Dogma for Dark Arisen. Wow, that doesn't seem right. Uh, PS4 and Xbox One, but I'm not going to question what someone created called their game. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and then finally, Forza Motorsport 7 for Xbox One and PC. All right, now, um, since it's October now, October. we have uh, our Xbox games with gold. <gasps> now, I did hear there was a little bit of controversy with this, and I'm sure it had something to do with the PS Plus games that came out, but <laughs> we're not going to say anything about that. But, you wow. know, anger in, anger in video games, you know, it's common. What did they right? do? Release the same games? No. no, they just didn't get all the AAA titles. Whatever. So I, don't, what? I don't know. All the what? AAA titles. Yeah. Who well, did? Let, let, me, let me explain. All right, Xbox explain. One. This is what Xbox players get for their games with gold. They get, That's uh, all you have to say, and I'm happy with what, whatever you say. They <laughs> get Gone Home, console edition. Good game. Uh, it's available October 1st through the 31st. I, I enjoyed Gone Home. Yeah. I, have you ever played it? I think so. It was kind of, I guess it would fall under that walking simulator type game. Yeah. You're walking through a have house you and you're... Gone Home? No, I have. That's what I was trying to remember if I'm, yes, if I'm making sure it was the right... You, you start looking for things and it gives you more clues and starts filling in the backstory. You have a map of the house. Yeah, and you, you eventually wind up either in the attic or the basement. It's one of the two. Yeah, and then... You learn what really went on. And it's something about your sister, right? Yeah, something like that, yeah. Okay. But yeah, no, I enjoyed it mm-hmm. the time I played it. Um, the Turing Test, which is available for uh, Xbox One for, on October 16th through November 15th, it looked okay. <laughs> I, I don't think it would be something I would get, but I mean, that's just me. Uh, Xbox One and 360 owners also get Rayman 3 HD. Have you ever played Rayman? Yeah. A it's a, it's a good platformer. It's a decent platformer. I, had one, I played one on, a, was it Nintendo 64? Mm-hmm. And I, it killed me that I could not beat it. I was <laughs> at that age where I was, it was, I was getting into like games hardcore, but they were just too hard for me to comprehend how they worked. Right. No, I think it's a, it's a solid platformer. Uh, and the last game is Medal of Honor Airborne, available October 16th through the 31st for Xbox One and 360. <sighs> 
That's all I gotta say. I'm sorry. Yeah, those I'm just. Of Honor games have... <laughs> oh man. And maybe so maybe that's what ticked everybody off is we're like we're getting a middle of honor game they're so Screw bad you, man. they try they just put those games out there and they're bad they're not they just not complete whatsoever yeah. now on the plus side you see what i did there you see what i did there <laughs> on the plus side you see what i did there i see okay oh, we need to start recording these with video cameras <laughs> on the plus side <laughs> ps4 owners get metal gear solid 5 the phantom pain awesome son of a Biscuit for Are free. You a PS Plus owner? Yeah, you get that for free. Why I've you... already got it. So I don't. So guess what? I get to get it for free. Yeah, that's true. I guess you could trade it. To that's what I do. So you better get on it now before everybody else does and it devalues it. Trade it in. Yeah. Well, it ain't out yet. Though. Well, I guess yeah, it is. Yeah, you better get on it. Yeah. Uh, the next game for PS4 is Amnesia, the, the entire collection, which is Dark, the Dark Descent, and a Machine for Pigs. I know I've oh, seen this God. game, but it, it was familiar to me when I saw it, and I looked it up, and I was like, yeah, I want to play this. So, we get both of those games. Are those like those uh, first-person horror games? Yes. Yeah. yeah, man. Those are so <laughs> scary, dude. They are. I can't believe they're free. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So, this is a solid month. Yeah. yeah. Um, the last two have been pretty solid. For PS3, for whatever for reason, whatever we reason, get yeah. Monster Jam Battlegrounds. And then for PS3, uh, Hustle Kings. Oh, you know it. Monster Jam and Hustle Kings? Woo! Yeah. That, that's the pool game. <laughs> For PS Vita, also a cross-buy with the PS4 is Hue. Um, I looked this up because I wasn't familiar with it right offhand. This is by Curve Digital. They've done a lot of interesting games. They're a good independent company, so it looks interesting. I'd give it a, I'd give it a play at least once or twice. Uh, and the last game, which is also a cross-buy with PS4 and PS3, is Sky Force Anniversary. It looks... Good, but I don't think it'd be my bag. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'd I'd get into it. Bag of tricks. No, but I mean, somebody else out there might might want to play it. Yeah. So good for them. I'm glad you let them know. That's right. That's what we do. We inform. Now we have a very special guest with us today, uh, in the Palace of Megapixels, Constantine Bulatov from Evil Co Games. They are the developer and publisher of the newly released Star Story: The Horizon Escape, which you can find on Steam. Uh, Constantine, thank you for joining us. Yeah, hello, Stephen. How are you? I'm I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm fine. It's Saturday now, and uh, uh, all's fine. Very good. <laughs> uh, I'm in a great I'm in a great mood, and uh, I'm happy to have a good uh, language practice. You know. <laughs> right. Now, if you would uh, explain to our audience the game Star Story in brief detail. Star Story, it's a um, text, uh, uh, text quest. It's uh, about uh, a cosmic adventure quest. And um, so we uh, did it for one year and uh, have released uh, uh, 5th September of this year. It has the plot of the game uh, has... Uh, 24 endings, and uh, this plot is non uh, non-linear because you choose your own path in this game, and uh, your path uh, depends from the answers and from how you uh, play this. The game always give you um, some choose, and uh, from this choose it depends the 
crafting possibilities and uh, some uh, 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 elements of self uh, of self development of the uh, personage of the, of the main character. So it's uh, uh, we can say that it's a text quest, it's an adventure, it's RPG, and uh, uh, in the cosmic style, and uh, it has something from you know the old school games because the first computer games they were text games. Now, where did the idea of Star Story come from? Uh, the idea, yeah. Uh, you know, the main idea was uh, born after we uh, saw uh, a little bit strange browser text game. Uh, it's called Dark Room. And uh, it uh, was a very interesting story, but uh, this game hasn't any graphics and uh, looks very strange because uh, you have only text. Uh, but uh, it was a really interesting story, the plot. And uh, the, it uh, looks like real underground. <laughs> so we wanted to combine uh, this mechanic of this game, uh, of a text game, with uh, nice graphics, animation, and uh, some battle elements. You know, mm -hmm. we would like to combine all these styles, and uh, we got our star story. <laughs> Was Dark Room the only game you drew inspiration from? Uh, no, 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 uh, no, <laughs> Dark Room uh, uh, was not the only. Uh, uh, there is one game on Steam, uh, the Bonner Saga, and uh, is uh, also made an influence uh, to our game. And, uh, you know, honestly to say, uh, when we started Star Story from, from the beginning, it uh, might be a free-to-play economical clicker. <laughs> with uh, only uh, one location in the base. Uh, our location, now the base, it must be uh, the only one. And uh, after, we decided to add uh, a few random events. Uh, so uh, it's uh, like in the dark room. And uh, with adding more locations, uh, to, uh, we need to depict that events. And so, uh, after uh, then, we found that our artist depicts that event very good, and uh, they created a great, uh, colorful world, and um, uh, we should to use it. And so, uh, but to use it uh, as well, uh, we should make a real, uh, real story and uh, change uh, all the concepts and uh, we say goodbye to free-to-play and uh, say hello to RPG. <laughs> and uh, uh, also, uh, in that period, we, the Banner Saga uh, greatly influenced uh, on us. So that was the, the little bit of the genesis of Star Story <laughs> in brief from free-to-play from the idea to, to make a free-to-play game to the text-based adventure. <laughs> now, are the characters and the world that you've created with Star Story one that you want to continue exploring for future games? Uh, you know, maybe. And, uh, sincerely, it depends from uh, the sales of this game. 
uh, it's hard to speaking about it uh, right now after one month one month since the release but now uh, we have a few interesting ideas uh, for the future projects that we would like to uh, say but uh, if star story will show the good uh, uh, commercial success we will uh, definitely uh, continue to use these characters and uh, the world because um, they are it was uh, it was a great work to make this and uh, not to continue it would be not right i think but uh, we should to see to how the gamers uh, like this and uh, then we decide to continue maybe what started your path into game development mm, uh, you know uh, the members uh, i i can tell that uh, only the members made a company in the year uh, 2016 uh, we meet uh, with uh, different uh, experiences in the gaming, but with a great desire to make something, something serious. And uh, everybody from our team uh, has a known uh, experience before in casuals game, in uh, match three games, uh, hidden objects, mobile uh, apps, etc., etc. And honestly speaking. It's uh, only the, for the enthusiasm of uh, every member of our team led us to make that game. Uh, for everyone uh, of us, uh, gaming was mostly like hobby. And uh, in uh, one year ago, we decided why don't we try to make, transform our hobby into the real world. Uh, if we can, uh, should we try it? Yes, of course. And uh, we can do that. And uh, so now you can see the result of that impulse. Did you have any games that you enjoyed playing when you were growing up? No. Uh, yes, of course. Uh, uh, we we have uh, it. Uh, uh, it was from classic uh, old school consoles, uh, consoles like Dandy and the Sega uh, eight or sixteen bit. Uh, you know. The old PC games of the quests from LucasArts, like Full Throttle, for example. Yeah, Full Throttle is uh, the best game ever, period, I think. <laughs> yes. Seventh Guest, it's uh, not LucasArts, but uh, anyway. Some, uh, uh, some games from uh, Adeline Software, Little Big Adventure, Little Big Adventure 2, Time Commando, and... Uh, Remember the Neverhood? <laughs> mm -hmm. It uh, was about uh, 20 years ago, but uh, it's all the good games. Uh, the top 3D classical as Wolfenstein uh, 3D, Doom, Duke Nukem 3D, Quake. And of course, nobody passed uh, by uh, GTA, Warcraft, Heroes of Might and Magic series. It's, uh, <laughs> it's normal. Everybody plays that. Right. Are there any games you enjoy playing now? Uh, you know, <laughs> um, uh, unfortunately, uh, personally, I don't have uh, much time for this uh, now, but uh, I'm trying. And uh, when you, you know, grew up, it's uh, really hard to find uh, found the time for gaming. 
but uh, we can find just a little bit time to play some uh, classical old games uh, because of nos nostalgia, maybe some uh, Killing Time mobile uh, apps. Me personally, last two months, uh, I replayed the Fahrenheit or Hitman, Silent Hill, Silent Hill 2, Silent Hill 4, The Room. Are you currently working on any other games at the moment? <clears throat> yes, we have uh, uh, two projects, and uh, um, there is idea to make um, an adventure uh, based uh, on myth of ancient Greece. And uh, another idea, another project, it's uh, one written beaten up project. Uh, I can call so. Uh, that's, uh, but uh, that's all I can say because it's uh, top secret, you know. <laughs> and, uh, before the release, uh, we need to uh, have some research to start uh, a new project and uh, how to make it. Because, you know, um, um, when you start to make a game, uh, you never know uh, what it brings. You never uh, know the final result, because uh, when we started to work for Star Story, as I said before, it's uh, not the same thing uh, that we um, thought uh, as a result uh, how it uh, is now. And so uh, we wanted on the, our next projects to have more researching with the result of research from our Star Story game. We have uh, a lot of materials to research and uh, maybe to um, in the game making we must uh, to orient uh, maybe from the marketing or something else. Now being an independent developer do you aspire to become something larger like a large game developer or are you content remaining an indie developer uh, we uh, we don't have a point uh, to be a large like like electronic arts or ubisoft uh, for example uh, you know the game development uh, resemble a showbiz a little mm. Uh, like uh, an old uh, uh, rock and roll uh, band uh, who started from little and then after they became like uh, Guns N' Roses or uh, Motley Crue, you know. And uh, if our projects uh, will have a great success, uh, we will not uh, have any chance for not to be a large, large developer, you know. Because it's a, it's a product rules, uh, but uh, it's not the, uh, for us. It's not the main target. It's uh, not the main goal. Uh, the main it's uh, for now uh, for us. It's uh, to be in process, to make the good games and to do this uh, the way that uh, that proceeds from this allow us to continue to work and uh, create a new game projects. It resembles uh, Perpetuum Mobile a little, I think. 
And uh, for now, the main point uh, it's uh, to be self-sufficiency uh, uh, as a studio to make uh, some money to uh, for we can continue. Constantine, thank you so much for joining us. This has been a tremendous pleasure. Um, I love your game. It's fantastic. I will be pushing it uh, from now until I get the rest of the world to pay attention to it. Uh, I really do wish you a lot of luck on your future endeavors. Okay, thank you. Take care. Bye. Now, guys, and I'm going to review for you Star Story The Horizon Escape. Now, this game was developed by Evil Co. Games. We spoke to Constantine a little while ago. Uh, the game is described as a turn-based sci-fi adventure game with text RPG elements. You play as an aspiring space archaeologist. Archaeologist. Van Click. He said he's rocks and cancer. He crash lands on a mysterious planet called Horizon. Now, once he's recovered and kind of shaken off his uh, crash test. Crash I tests. wish we had it on video. Your head moved like you were from India right there. <laughs> you were in the wow. crash. <laughs> uh, you must begin choosing your path to tell your story. Now, something to note, uh, this game actually won first place in the White Knights Moscow in 2017. It's a de deconstruction workshop in which uh, experts in the field of video games dismantle a number of different video game projects and they examine the strengths and weaknesses of the game. So, for a first place winner, that's, that's pretty solid. That is pretty solid. <clears throat> I wasn't sure what to expect from this game initially. Uh, upon seeing the trailer, the RPG combat elements were very familiar because it's that turn-based, you just attack, attack, back and forth type thing. Um, I really love the hand-drawn art style. So though that was a selling point for me. As we've talked before, when it comes to indie games, their art style really has to, to grab you. And I liked what I saw. Uh, after playing it for some time, it very much reminded me of a choose-your-own-adventure book. You know, where you have... The very, you read through the story for a point, and it tells you go to this page or that page, and then you just continue on with your story. That's what it reminded me of very much in that, in that regard. Whenever you say that, though, does your um, choice really affect the story? It does. Okay, mm -hmm. see, like, that's what I always liked about The Walking Dead until you figured out that you, know, you really just had two choices. Yeah. No, in this, you start to go down very different paths. Cool. So... Um, with when you actually start this story, you're giving three paths in which to pursue. Uh, each path will lead down a different set of plot points, and at the end of the chapter, you choose, or each level is essentially a chapter. And at the end, you'll have two options that will lead you down yet another set of paths. All of this culminates in a possibility of 24 alternative endings. Now, that aspect of the game reminded me of a game called Stories: The Path of Destinies. Have you ever played that? I've never played it. I played this on PS4, and it oh, very, no, no. very yeah. much had the, the same aesthetic. Now, this was more of a fantasy setting than a sci-fi setting, and I think you were a uh, fox. But you had uh, this very fantastic tale, like a storybook-type uh, tale, and you had 24 endings you could get. 25 if you got them all, which would then culminate into that last ending, like the perfect ending for the story. What's great about both is that each campaign through an entire story is not incredibly time-consuming. probably takes about an hour, two to most. 
uh, to complete so you could make time for a quick game, finish, and then come back about, you know, a day or so later, and then you have yet a new experience in a familiar setting. So you're re- it's like just reading another story. So you said, hey, I want to play this. There it is. Boom. There's another story. I want to read it again, except with a different twist. Now, as you progress through the story, you encounter and interact with various characters on the planet that will essentially drive the plot. Uh, you have a selection of responses on how to proceed with the encountering strangers and engaging in the conversation. Your options can vary from fighting your way through each situation head-on, or you can avoid a confrontation altogether using items like language translators or rocket boots. On most occasions, your decisions will boost one of your three stats that you have, which is resolve, insight, and goodwill. Boosting these stats will allow you to level up in a manner of speaking. Uh, This will always increase your health, whatever you do if you increase these, uh, each with its own selection of additional boosts. Now, what you have... I'll break down each one of these stats for you. Your resolve is described as your determination to the issue at hand. You want to get the job done, complete your mission, that's it. When you increase this, this will help you craft better weapons that you'll use in combat. Uh, And anytime you pick this in conversation, it's going to lead to a fight. Just almost every time. Um, Insight is described as your search for meaning, your desire to understand, you're here to grasp knowledge. Uh, increasing this will help you craft new and better devices. Um, normally, this is if you're trying to be inquisitive. You'll ask questions. This can lead to a fight, but you're you're trying to understand the situation at hand. So that's normally what you're pursuing at that point if you're choosing these options. Um, goodwill is described as the journey of life. The more friends you have while you're at it, the better off or the better for all of you. Increasing this will improve your health and defense items. Your decisions here will usually be acting on good faith. So if someone approaches you and it says, here's a stranger, do you attack or do you just say, hey, what's up, man? Something like that. If you kind of choose the more peaceful approach, that's goodwill. Right. So that increases that stat. <clears throat> now, as you progress through each of these encounters, you are always allowed the option to return to your base of operations before continuing on. Here you can craft weapons and items convert scrap into usable materials to craft with and increase your stats as I previously mentioned. This is this is where you really need to try and plot your course. <clears throat> if you plan to fight, you want to make sure you've got plenty of weapons, healing supplies, and so on. If you plan on avoiding confrontation, you want to make sure you've got plenty of devices that will allow you to do so. Because your devices, as I said before, you've got rocket boots. I don't even know if they're really called rocket boots. But you, good, you may have an option to jump over <laughs> the confrontation. If someone's kind of coming at you at a, at a foreign language, you rocket have your language over. translated and be like, hey, I didn't, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm going to rocket boot over. Yeah, you talk, you talk your way out of it. Um, before setting off into the world, you're allowed to pack your bag for whatever you need. Now, you have uh, weapons and healing supplies, like I said, and your tools. They have what would seem to me like an unlimited supply. I didn't realize this at first because you have the one bar and eventually I had two and I was like, huh, did I pick something up and I just didn't realize it? Did my bag get bigger? Cool. Because I thought you were only limited to this amount of space. Right. So I was trying to be very careful as to what I put in, but eventually I just started putting stuff in my bag, not paying attention. And then I had a second row and then a third row and I was like, cool, I can take all the weapons and healing stuff I want. That's awesome. But again, with your tools, you only have like, I think it's five spaces. 
so you're you're very limited but you don't have a lot of tools to really choose from but it's i think more for that it's making sure you have plenty of them to use because you have um not only like i said the rocket boots and the language translator you've got uh lock picks so if you find treasure chests that require that you need those um and they help you find blueprints and things like that or even more uh, material you need to craft um what else is there there's a grappling hook which can get you out of sticky situations or grab more stuff like that there's a fifth item which is slipping my mind i'm sorry guys it's it's out of my head right now i'm sorry the game sounds awesome how many endings did you say 24 24 that's great now, like I said, the tools on they have a, a limited space. Um, when when I actually went online, I was kind of curious about that. When you know, as I'm talking about crafting, by the way, because you have to craft your items, your weapons, and so on. Now, I read a negative review on Steam, which complained about constant crafting. I can agree to a point that you have to craft often to keep your inventory full. Right. However, if you manage your materials properly, this is not an issue. If you know exactly what you're doing. At the time, you're not just crafting one thing here, one thing there, and then just leaving. And then you go through one other encounter and you're like, well, I got to go back and I got to craft this. You don't have to do that. Right. Okay. Like I said, when, when you're progressing through the story, before you move on from another scenario, they ask you, like, do you want to continue on or do you want to go back to your base? You have that option to choose. I don't always opt to go back to the base because I don't feel like I need to. Right. You know, because I feel like my health is fine, my weapons are fine, I'm going to go. So, I really can't see where this negativity is coming from. If you plan accordingly, like an RPG, it's a strategy game. You have to plan accordingly. It's crucial for an RPG. I don't I don't feel like I really agree with that 100%. You know, I, I, I want to see where he's coming from, but I don't agree with it. So, well, I, mean, I mean, like it pretty, pretty much had positive reviews, though? Yes, and I, I'll kind of get into that a little bit later another element that pertains uh to the crafting in a way is combat now the combat is turn-based much like a lot of rpgs you begin the game with a fist and a blaster to start off with but over time you can find blueprints like i kind of mentioned before uh, where you can craft new weapons and boost your resolve to help you craft stronger versions of those weapons so your main blaster you can actually boost up to be pretty pretty badass and it can actually be like your main weapon now, each weapon has an elemental damage of some kind. You've got fire, shock, and corrosion. Now, your enemies could have a weakness to this, or they can have a, you know, a defense against it. Um, so, again, that's that's a very common RPG trope, you know, where you have to find the weakness of your enemy and try to exploit that in some way. Uh, the weapons also have a cooldown period within each fight. So, if, if I use my blaster once, I may have to wait two more turns before I can use it again. However, I do have other weapons I can use in... The, the meantime so that's where strategy really kind of comes into play because then you can look at your enemy and see what they're weak or strong against and say okay well i have this weapon this weapon this weapon which ones are he is he weak against i can use that one and that one if you lower his defense by chance because they may have a shield on then you can use something else that he may not have a defense to so that's that's where a lot of strategy i feel like comes into play here also the uh, weapons have a charge that must be refueled back at the base so if you have your uh, materials that you have because you have stuff like carbon iron copper so on these will help charge your weapons uh, most of your weapons have a decent charge i think like your main blaster starts off with five and i think as you upgrade it it increases um 
But again, if you use it maybe once per round, so that's seven, you've got plenty of time before you really have to recharge. So you just have to make sure you have the material to do so, and then when you get back to the base, just make sure you've got it charged back up before you go back out. So again, okay. it's all about planning. Well, saying that, you said it's turn-based. Do you remember like Child of Light where it had the, the meter? Yes. Is it anything like that? No, no, no. Like, you get a turn, I get a turn. There's no... It's, it's more like that. Dodge. Like, I'll, I'll come in, I'll make a hit, they'll hit me. Right. If they haven't stunned me or anything like that, or if there's no elemental damage that's going on, I can go back and hit them. And it just goes back and forth until someone's gone. Now, at first, when I played through it, I did struggle a little bit because when you die, you do restart the entire game. It's a little... That seems a little frustrating. On one hand, I understand why that could be very frustrating because it's much like a game with no continues. You die, you're gone, that's it. That said... When you restart the game, everything that you earned, whether it be your, your points, your weapons, everything, you start with all of that right back from the beginning. Mm. You lose nothing. That's cool. So, to me, that kind of seems fair. Yeah. Because if you lost everything and then you went back to ground zero, that's, that's bull. Yeah. But the fact that they allow you to keep everything as if nothing ever happened, you just have to start back from the beginning, that kind of balances out the difficulty a little bit because... Yeah. If you die, if you're looking at this like a choose-your-own-adventure book, you die, you die, that's into your story, so you have to start the story back over. Well, let's get everything. Yeah. So, but now you already have the knowledge and the know-how to know what you're going to expect, so you can already plan ahead and say, okay, what do I need to do in this situation? I got it. I'll figure it out. And once you get to that point, just don't make the same mistake you did. Don't do it. And you're going to get through it just fine. And they, it gives you that option. It's not like you're going to be stuck in a situation that you cannot get out of. You know what you're going to encounter. You just have to plan ahead this time and say, what do I do? Don't do what I did the first time. Do not it this that. way. That and that's, that's kind of smart. And even the game itself kind of picks you up or, or kind of alludes to that in some way. So I do enjoy a challenge in my game. I mean, your decisions will all, always be different. Uh, what's even kind of funny is like the dialogue will even replicate the feeling like when you start over that something's familiar because it'll say something like uh, oh haven't I done this before you know something about this seems familiar and then you continue on with your adventure kind of as it's starting back over now actually while I'm talking about the dialogue it is very very sharply written this is very witty and self-aware much like I just mentioned I remember when I reached my first ending it explained the horror of what was happening. Now, this is a spoiler for one of the endings. The planet was destroyed. Whatever I did led to the destruction of this entire planet. But in a very comical way, it explained the character Van Click's death. It explained his drift into space, his realizing he can't breathe, and then he's like, wait a minute, I, I can't breathe in space. I'm going to die. And then it says, you die. <laughs> So, just how they did that, it amused me very uh, enough to make me kind of chuckle pretty loudly. I was like, that was pretty good. So, I would honestly say that in a situation like this, especially a game like this, bad writing or dialogue would have stopped this game like dead in its tracks. Because if you did not have that sharp writing, you're not going to be engaged in this type of game. Because it's very much text-based, in a manner of speaking. Uh, I think he even mentioned that in the, the interview. Uh, but luckily, the writers did an incredible job keeping me engaged i think that the players will be engaged if you really read through it and pay attention to what's going on uh i don't think the humor will be for everyone but for me it worked 
Now I read four negative reviews on Steam and literally that's all there were, were four negative reviews and I think there were 46 altogether. So that's pretty that's good. Pretty I good. think it was like 90% positive. Um, and I wanted to I wanted to read read them to understand them to make sure you know it wasn't just some troll just being like, well, this is a stupid game, I don't like it. See if they were justified. So one mentioned that there were bugs in the game. You know, they had crashes and stuff like that. I have not experienced any bugs or crashes. Right. So it might have been their computer. Could have had a poop and poop computer. Yeah. So I, So I'm not really sure where they they got bugs, but at the same time, bugs bugs They're happen. In every game. It happens. So I, I would just say, you know, in a perfect world, we wouldn't have bugs in our games, but it happens. So I, I kind of let that one slide. I can I can understand if you had that problem. Maybe right. a, a little bit of frustration. Um, I mentioned the one earlier about crafting where he was just like, crafting the entire game, I don't like it. Again, come on, dude. Um, one one said that it was fun but monotonous, which kind of seems contradictory because either you liked it or you didn't. Were right. you bored or did you have fun? It's fun, but I had to do the fun a lot. Yeah, all the time. So I was trying to understand what he meant, but it's, it's really hard when you're saying that it's fun but monotonous. So, I, didn't, I didn't quite understand. Now, the last one said that it, it actually mentioned that it was an early access review. So they got it early on. They said that the game was short and boring. But I don't know what the build was at that time. That was months ago before it released. Right. So they could have had a very early, early build of the game. It maybe, maybe was very short. So maybe he just got something that just wasn't up for him. I don't know. So I really can't say whether or not they were justified or not. I will say that I don't know that this will be a game for everyone because it's not like every game. You know, because I think we've discussed numerous times before, some people just don't have the appreciation of what an indie game can bring. Right. Um, they don't understand understand how different they can be, why they attempt to do something different and try to be unique because everything is doing all the same thing everywhere else. But independent games, they have an opportunity to do something that no one else is doing. And you can feel the passion in some of these games. Exactly. I love finding these games, you know, that that are unique, that find their way in doing something fun. Um, this is one of those games for me. I loved it. I really enjoyed what I played. I will continue to play it. If we were to scale this game, which we've never really done, but maybe we could start doing. Yeah. I like the I like the one to five scale. I do too. Because it's kind of bad. Eh, I don't like, I like it. The one to seven. It's okay good great you know i like those what netflix used to do until they ruined that with the thumbs up system yeah, way to go facebook oh. netflix netflix yeah, i know facebook did it first uh anyway i would probably give this a four out of five and the only reason i say that is because there is that possible monotony because you're trying to go for 24 different endings right. i do want to explore the 24 different endings but i don't know how i feel once i get to 23 or 24 you know, I might yeah. be like, okay. But that being said, I could manage my time with it, you know, very definitively and say, I'm going to play an hour today, hour tomorrow, just to get through one, that portion of the game and then see those endings on my own in my in due time. You know, I don't have to sit down and play it all in one sitting and then get bored with it. I think right. that's the beauty of this game is you can play through a chapter or an entire story five chapters like i said within an hour or two and then okay i finished that story i saw an ending cool be done with it come back to it later 
Come back to it tomorrow. You'll be fine. So I think I played it for about five hours. I'm not bored with it. Like I said, I got through one solid ending. I know what happened. I want to see more. I want to see where all these other stories can lead me right. to. Um, I highly recommend checking this game out. I'm giving it some support. We talked to the, the developer earlier. I'm eager to see what they have in store later on, whether it be a sequel to this or maybe even something else down the road. I think they've got a, a long career ahead of them, so they, they did really good. I'd awesome. recommend it if you can check it out. Hopefully it'll, you know, because I know you guys aren't big on PC games, but... Uh, Wanna be. I think I'm getting into it more because I, I didn't think that my laptop could handle these games, but now seeing that they can... Well, and you start branching out and meeting people, you know, yeah. you start, they're playing on PC and you want to play with them. Well, that it was one of the main reasons I got Cuphead because yeah. that's the only way I was going to play it. I'm not going to go out and buying a, an Xbox. It's just not happening. So, but that gave me that opportunity. This has given me an opportunity to play games that we've not had a chance to play before. And I'm glad that we can actually bring these games to our public and hopefully give them a little light. And hopefully people will see this because I don't know how many people are playing this right now. But I want more people to play it. I want more people to see it and maybe say, this actually would be kind of fun. Because if the, if they can do this now, if they get support now, who knows what they can do in the future. Yeah, we've we've mentioned that numerous times games. before. An indie game, an indie developer, they can become something so big. <clears throat> All they need is the right support. So I would love to see what they can come up with. I mean, look at Insomniac. They're an independent developer. Mm-hmm. Look how big they are. Yeah. Are about to come up with one of their biggest games ever mm. and i cannot wait I can't that'll be I day one buy for me i'm sorry i'm gonna buy it the next day after that <laughs> just to be sure <laughs> i'm a spotty fan i can't help it after, I, after, I, I think after, i want to throw my money at it after alien colonial marines i always wait to the second day okay well very good very <laughs> you got a point i'm thank you <laughs> you reminded me of something bad <laughs> uh but guys that's our show we, we made it we want to thank all of our listeners for listening to our podcast across the web. Thank you. Why don't you leave us reviews on iTunes, Please. YouTube, and even Podbean. Give us some clout for God's sakes. Please. Where have Please. you heard this? We've got Where one review on iTunes right now that I know of. Yeah. One. We've had a couple of comments. We've had some on YouTube, some yeah, comments. But come on, people. And, and people out. say that I interrupted you. They do. Do they I interrupt do. you? Do I interrupt you? All yes. the time. I don't mean to. Maybe I'm the chaos factor of this show. I never Maybe. thought about it. You're just the ins- inconsistent. Somebody has to factor. keep it together. Hurricane Someone has Jose. to destroy it, and it's you. You Hurricane, Hurricane. Chancho. <laughs> I do. Between me and the dog, and he's working. the glue. He keeps it all together. Y'all man, glue I don't want to hear it. He wasn't even here for about seven, eight weeks. <laughs> we and you saw how that well that went. <laughs> they went good. Some of our highest rated shows. Man. Was it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Was working was hard on Venus. Number one, wasn't it? On Venus, we that's right. Venus. We were number one on Venus, people. Again for the third straight I, week. I that's right. That was a website. <laughs> we are the intergalactic <laughs> web show that you never knew we were. Like our t-shirts are selling out up there. Yeah. By the way, if you wanna wanna buy a t-shirt, you can always go to Redbubble uh, and and find look up Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo, and you can find. And support our show, please, and get a, a nice little T-shirt with our logo and yeah. some of our caricatures that Is you see on our, our logos every now? week that I hand make every week. You know how hard I work for this show. I do. Okay, so while you're at it, to all you fans out there, why not leave us a comment on Facebook? Maybe even join our community page, start a conversation, give us a topic on what you want us to cover, and you know while you're at it. Ask John a question, please, please, because we don't have a John question today. You know, nope. I'm, I'm starting to give up here. You know, no, no one seems to care. Nope. 
Nobody does care. Nobody cares. About we care answers. about ourselves. You don't yeah. even have to go. You don't even have to go to the community page to ask John a question. You can ask it wherever you want. Wherever yeah. you're listening. Same at yeah. Just, just, just comment and ask John. Yeah, just yeah, say, yeah. "Quote, ask John." Hey, this, John. I'm going to ask you a question. Uh, how do you feel about not getting questions every week? It makes me sad. See, see, look what you're doing. You makes me sad. I'm not going to call you anything because you're our fans. You're listening. Well, you could ask John a question. If you care Please. enough about his well-being, we've had to date three you hear questions. This? He's he's like at a little like a level five right now. When we get off the air, he gets at eleven and he yells at me. Mm-hmm. Well, we got a question for you. Not getting questions enough. That's right. If you want to support the show further, not only can you buy that T-shirt that I mentioned before, but you can also go to Patreon.com/slash/PencilAndPaperProductions mm-hmm. to give a little money, receive exclusive benefits like behind-the-scenes photos, videos, as well as early access to our content. You know, some of our patrons have seen Man Cave. That's true. You know, they have seen uh, the first four episodes. That's awesome. So all of you out there who, you know, are listening and you maybe want to see the first four episodes of Man Cave Season 2, you can just throw in about five bucks. And you can see those episodes that we're all in. Yeah. Yeah. So, just just letting you know if you want to do that. John don't say a damn thing though. Not a word. Not a word. He moves around a lot. Actually, you gotta if you pay attention, you might catch me slipping. That's right. Just be honest. I might slip once. I think I do. No. Slightly. No. Sure. A grunt here or there. That's fine. Well, guys, I know we sound salty, but we do appreciate you listening. Thank you so much for being here and listening to our show. I'm Stephen White. And I am Todd Stark. And I'm John Taylor. Join us again next time. But until then, game on. This has been a Pencil and Paper Podcast Network production.